Hello everyone and welcome to a new Experience the World program. Today it's Lucas and I'm with Xenia. Hello Xenia. Hello. So today we will discuss about a very interesting subject, I think. And the subject is traveling without money or without a lot of money. <laughs> or without any money. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think it's quite different. But today we will speak about the, these two sides and we will give tips about how to do it. So to begin with, the uh, concept is really simple. It's just to live and travel without money at all or with a little bit of money. And um, the aim of this is to find a way to eat, to drink, to sleep and to travel without money. <laughs> So there are almost always some reason which led to a decision to travel without money. And, uh, well, it can be because we don't have a lot of money mm -hmm. and it's very understandable. But also, for example, for the people who are traveling without any money at all, which is a decision from them, sometimes it's related to a desire to reject the consumption society the reject of capitalism and the desire to live in a simple way with what life can offer us without overconsumption. And the good news is that it's possible and even for some situation, it's very easy to travel without money. So today we will give some tips. And discover some new information maybe. <laughs> yeah, because I think we know already some tips, but some of them are probably new. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be interesting. Yeah, for sure. So let's start. So today there are more and more people who are choosing to live without money as an experience of life. And some of them have written some things about it. Um, and just before starting giving tips, for me it's important to precise that traveling without money or traveling without a lot of money is different. Mm -hmm. Because even with this little difference you are not well traveling the same way mm -hmm. but in today's program we will share tips for these two situations so for example there is the Finnish Tommy Astikainen who wrote a free book about tips uh, and all his experiences about living without money at all mm -hmm. and for me it's super interesting because he's telling why he chose his lifestyle mm -hmm. for at least four years but also how to eat, drink, sleep and meet people without feeling insecure. Have you read this book? Uh, actually, I haven't finished the book, mm -hmm. but yeah. Wait, but you have started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, the book is, like I said, free because mm -hmm. if the book w wouldn't be free, it wouldn't fit with his yeah, mindset. Yeah, true, true. And uh, it's, uh, it's an e-book. Also, so mm -hmm. you can find it on internet mm -hmm. just by searching. Are you reading it uh, in English? Yeah. Okay. I perfect. don't know if there is a translation or not, but the yeah. book is originally in English. So. Ah, okay. Because you said like he's Finnish, so <laughs> I, yeah. I was thinking like maybe it's Finnish. Uh, I don't read Finnish, <laughs> so. Okay. So I can maybe give some tips that he told us in his book mm -hmm. for example for the water it's simply ask for tap water in the restaurants bar or others mm -hmm. and most of the time nobody will refuse 
to give you tap water for free. Yeah, that's true. And actually, it also fits to lifestyle of zero waste, because in this case, you will not buy a lot of plastic bottles every time. You can just refill your reusable bottle in actually every restaurant or bar. You just can ask. And I have never, you know, heard no <laughs> like an answer. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good point. Also, yeah, for me, it's important to... Well, I didn't really travel for a moment, mm -hmm. even without money, but when I will do it, I think zero waste is also important. Yes, that's true. And also, for example, like in Hungary, there are a lot of fountains with drinkable water and you can just, you know, think ahead before you travel and check some places in the city, for example. In Hungary, I use application with map of all these uh, fountains. And uh, usually when we go to some place, to some city, I already know where I can refill my bottle in in way, you know, don't buy new <laughs> plastic bottle. Yeah, sure. I, I think it's a good idea. So what's the name of the app? You know, it's Hungarian. Oh, <laughs> so Hungarian it's really app. difficult to pronounce <laughs> for me. But it means uh, exactly, if I'm not mistaken, water fountain. Okay. So I, I will share with you. It's really handy. Okay, cool. So what is next? Um, for the food, for example, if you travel without money, there is more than one way to have some. But one of them is the dumpster diving, which is basically taking the food that is in abundance in the bins in a lot of supermarkets in the Western mm -hmm. countries. Because um, now in the world, there is a third of all the food that is produced in the world that is waste. Mm -hmm, that's true. So I think it's really even now in a lot of countries bad considered like taking food in the bins. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's just saving food. And most of the time, well, I didn't experience it, but from what I read, for mm -hmm. example, in the big supermarkets, there is always some uh, food that is in plastics or it's not just food in the bins, it's packaged mm -hmm. that, uh, that are not, uh, for example, for sale because the expired date mm -hmm is uh, too near mm -hmm. or something like that. Or, for example, one example that uh, in his book he's saying is for the fruits, for example. If one of them is a little bit bad, yes. the whole package is out. Mm -hmm. And so with this method, you can save a lot of food mm -hmm. and you can eat for free. And actually, for example, in some bakeries, uh, you know, they sell... Mm, some bread or I don't know what cakes in the evening after some like before closing uh, with discount 30 or 50 percent because anyway they cannot sell it like next day because it will be not fresh anymore you know bread is not <laughs> yeah so. yeah actually in France there is also an app that I used to use mm -hmm. a few months ago and well, it's uh, in the big cities because well, it's not very used yet because it's mm -hmm. a sort of new app. And the thing is, yeah, exactly this. The supermarkets, bakery or all the supermarkets that 
sell food, they can be on this app and propose to people mm -hmm. some uh, some food, random food. You mm -hmm. you don't know what you will get, mm -hmm. but uh, and you can buy it for for lower price mm -hmm. because if they don't buy it with this, they will Wait. waste it. So it's a win-win because you can buy food for lower price yes. and they can sell food. Yes, yes, that's true. So yeah, I think even if it costs a little bit of money, it's a good way to waste, waste enough food. food. Yeah, yeah, true. And to save money yes. also. <laughs> so um, what else? Also for the clothes, mm -hmm. because uh, there are also many ways to have some. And, uh, for example, there are a lot of websites or even places in cities mm -hmm. where you can just take clothes that you will give later in other places when you will not have the need. Mm -hmm. And this in every country for every season. Yeah, this is my way, actually. I really like it. I don't like just, you know, to buy something new and then, okay, take it away or something. If you don't need it anymore, somebody actually can need it and you can just give it to somebody else. And also I really like second hands. It's I don't know, a lot of people don't like it and think, you know, like, oh, it's already used, somebody used it and la la la, something about energy or other stupid things. But I don't know. It's really good way to to find actually really interesting things and some really good clothes and also save money. Yeah. So you already experience this thing. Yeah, yeah. I usually visit flea markets, for example, in every country, in every cities which I visit because I really like this atmosphere, like these vibes of places. And I really like um, communicate with locals in these markets. It's really interesting. And it's also a way to discover, uh, you know, country culture. And sometimes I found... Uh, Really nice things, and these things I really love, and I use it like every day. For example, grounder for coffee or coffee maker with a small one, you know, like Italian. Oh, yeah. And uh, what else? Glasses from, I don't know, 60s, for example. And yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Actually, I've never tried really this type of thing, but... I think now that I'm more autonomous, mm -hmm. I think it should be interesting for me yes. too. Yes, and uh, you know, in Hungary, there are a lot of places like this. Uh, in Budapest and Debrecen, there are flea markets, there are second-hand shops. And yeah, why not? You can try it. And also, for example, um, there is a website which I have already used. Also, where people sell used things. And actually, sometimes they're even new but just people don't need it anymore and they decided to sell it uh, i don't remember again name because <laughs> it's hungarian <laughs> but it's really useful and i think i will use it again if i will need something for example for my bike or for camping there is no reason to buy new things for this you know from decathlon for example especially yeah, yeah, yeah. if you will use it like three times And then you will go back to your home. And of course, it's it's impossible to take everything with you from from Hungary. So you can use it and then you can sell it to someone else. Yeah, yeah, I think 
that's true. It's uh, good in a lot of different ways at the end. So about also traveling without money, I have also an example of two French people who traveled without money, but in a different way, because they created a TV series called Nue et So in English, it would be something like Naked and Cheeky. <laughs> and it's this name because at the beginning, the base of this adventure was that these two young men left their home naked and with only a few cameras and a small bag with almost nothing. Like literally naked. Yeah, 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 literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it legal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And uh, their goal was to travel around the world with just mm -hmm. the generosity of people. And with their cameras, they filmed a lot of uh, different moments that they lived. And it's very interesting to to see what people, how people react, for example. Mm -hmm. And at the end, yeah, people give them clothes to mm -hmm. be in, and uh, sometimes uh, a place where to sleep or mm -hmm. food. Or and it's also a great way to meet people because when you have nothing, you must talk to people yes to because you don't something. have like an hour opportunity to yeah, survive yeah. only communicate with people only ask and yes that's true so one of the main points of all this i think is to always be humble and polite of course true and friendly yeah and to not fear also to say yes when mm -hmm. someone is proposing you something and to also be more be more aware of all the luck that we have for example us we are living without problems for almost anything. We have a house where to, to sleep, we have mm -hmm. food, we have all what you want. And a lot of people don't have that. And so sometimes I think it's good to remember that. Yeah, to appreciate these yeah. simple things, true. And also to not fear to ask about help because, for example, I don't know how to do it still and I'm still learning to ask people Or about help sometimes because for me it's really difficult but it's normal you know yeah yeah actually I'm very interesting in this way of traveling mm -hmm. but I think my problems maybe would be that ask for help and mm -hmm. say also yes if they propose yes, me something. yes sometimes it's also difficult but we should learn yeah yeah okay and One of the most famous ways of traveling without money, of course, couch surfing. I think almost everyone knows this website. The idea behind couch surfing is really simple. Couch surfers leverage the hospitality of friendly people around the world who open their homes to travelers. Unlike Airbnb, couch surfing travelers don't pay to stay in someone's home. Good couch surfers repay their hosts with fun interactions and potential friendship. Some hosts are former travelers themselves, and they enjoy staying in touch with the travel world. All hosts are locals interested in meeting friends from other countries or maybe practicing English or other languages. All agree to open their homes to strangers for free. The interaction often develops into lasting friendships. And there is some good news. You won't always be relegated to sleeping on couches. 
Many hosts have spare bedrooms or you could even have your own bathroom. And money shouldn't be exchanged. But bringing a host uh, a thoughtful gift is a good road karma. A trinket from your home country or a bottle of wine will work. However, never I expected. If turning up empty-handed, offer to cover a meal or the groceries to cook at home. But what is expected from you as a couch surfer is a little interaction. Just as when hitchhiking, and we will discuss it later, the couch surfer should interact with hosts, not just, you know, use them for convenience. Don't remain aloof or so busy what you host winds up feelings used or neglected. A big part of the couch surfing experience is having a local available for giving advice that cannot be found in the guidebook. Their insider recommendations can save you money and enhance your trip. And along with the obvious benefit of finding a free place to stay, Couchsurfing can enhance your trip in other ways. For example, you get a peek behind the tourist scene and can go a little deeper to connect with a destination. A good host will provide a better understanding of the place you're visiting. Your local friend will know the hidden hotspots and can offer money-saving advice for insider sites and activities. You will learn about scams to avoid and where to find the best food in town away from the tourist traps. Also, you may have access to a kitchen. Grocery shopping and cooking meals at home are, of course, cheaper and healthier than eating out in restaurants every meal as travelers often do. Even if you already have accommodation, you can use the Couchsurfing website to find traveler meetups and hangouts. Lasting friendships are often formed from Couchsurfing. And that's true. Actually, if you are not ready to stay with somebody at first, yes, or if you travel with big company, for example, I anyway recommend you to use Couchsurfing website because anyway, meet up with locals is Meeting up with locals is really interesting and really helpful for your trip. And not only helpful, but also it can add some something more to your traveler. And you will not be just, you know, like ordinary travel in a bad way because you will dive a bit deeper and will discover more in this country or city and you will discover it more like locals yeah yeah because when you're a tourist or traveler you often discover the thing that for example the tourist discover actually yeah actually and usually it's written in guidebook <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing and sometimes yes. there is some little things that are mm -hmm. very interesting in cities that you don't know yeah and, that and locals can show you yeah sometimes it's just uh, difficult to find it you know if yeah. you, if you are not local in this country especially yeah but people can show you and this is like the best part of couch surfing and this is 
maybe the main reason why I love it. Some people can ask us, is couch surfing safe? Although staying with complete strangers seems dangerous, the social network system on couch surfing is designed to weed out bad hosts and guests. A lot of emphasis, tips, suggestions, etc. is placed on safety for obvious reasons. First, you can choose what type of host with whom you wish to stay. For example, male or female or family. Also, you can get a feel for their personalities and interests based on their public profiles. The more time and information put into your own profile, the better. Couchsurfing recommends having conversation, for example, through the Couchsurfing website and asking relevant questions before agreeing to stay with a host. This is really, really good recommendation. I always do it before. That's really strange when you just, you know, don't ask any question and when you are not satisfied with something because, oh, I thought you will provide me with, I don't know, separated bedroom, but I'm sleeping on the floor in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, so, for example, can you tell us what type of question do you usually ask, for example? Yeah, I usually ask about free time because, you know, it doesn't make any sense, for example, for me to stay with somebody who are really busy and who will not be able to to walk with you just at least one evening. And also I usually asking about, for example, place for sleeping because sometimes it's written in profile, sometimes not. And maybe some tips for for discovering cities, some tips about restaurants or shops around. I usually ask how to get this place because sometimes it's not really obvious. And uh, I don't know, I also can ask something about interests which are written in the profile. For example, if it's written... Uh, this person is fan of jazz, I can ask him, okay, or her, okay, what is your favorite jazz place in the city? Maybe you know some jazz bars, or maybe you know where I can buy vinyl, vinyl, where I can buy vinyl records. Or, for example, if it's written something about sport, I can also suggest Would you like to play tennis at weekend together? Or would you like to cycle together in the park, for example? Some, something simple, you know, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's really important. Before choosing a host, you can see reviews left by other travelers who stayed before you. If the public reviews don't provide enough confidence, you can even contact those travelers privately to see if they had a good experience and would stay with a particular host again. I actually have never done it, but it's also a good idea to Why not? A multi-level account verification system prevents people from dumping old profiles and starting new ones if they get a bad review. Sticking to verified, experienced host is one way to increase safety. The app allows people to photograph the government IDs to gain verification. Hosts know misbehaving with guests will result in negative ratings and reviews, 
effectively eliminating their chances of hosting travelers in the future. This is usually enough to keep members of the couchsurfing community in check. As with any social network with millions of members, you are ultimately responsible for your own personal safety when making contact with strangers. And yeah, that's actually right. Also a really important part to read really accurately every profile and, you know, pay attention on some details because sometimes it's obvious <laughs> this person is a bit maybe strange or just, you know, not for you. So, and reviews. I every time read all reviews and pay attention on it. And, of course, it's also important to be a good couch surfing by getting to know your host, for example. Plan to spend a little time with them rather than just turning up when it's time to sleep. And they really don't like it when I hosted people, for example, and I got some messages and in these messages was written something like, oh, hello, I need bed for, you know, for sleep. Could you please host me for one night, la la la. And for me, I even in these cases didn't respond to, to people because I think it's a bit rude. Couchsurfing is actually not about just you know, free bed, because come on, you can use hostels. It's not expensive, especially in Russia. So no, it's not a good way to communicate with hosts. Yeah, because the main point is to share experiences True. or just... Yes, learn, share. Yeah. So don't treat their home as a free hotel. Bringing a small gift is optional, but always plan to interact a bit. After departing, leave a nice referral on the website for them if the experience was positive. It's also part of politeness. Actually, every time um, leave some reviews. It's really important because everything is based on reviews. I mean, your trust. Yeah, and if you checked every time the reviews before contacting a host, mm -hmm. I think also, yeah, it's important to yes. leave a review. And... As Benjamin Franklin once said, guests like fish begin to smell after three days. <laughs> no matter how positive the interaction, heed that sage advice and never overstay your welcome. <laughs> That's also important. And uh, yes, I love couch surfing. I used to host people in St. Petersburg and I used to stay with people and I really like just uh, hanging out or meeting some people through couch surfing. And uh, again, I highly recommend this website. It's just amazing opportunity to discover new places, to meet new people. And I also made friends during this experience. I have friends from Argentina, from Chile, from France. And this is really cool. And again, I recommend starting with just meetings to get some reviews and experience. And after you can host people or stay with people. And my advice to trust people, but be careful. <laughs> okay, we found out about places for staying. But what about transport? 
how to save on this. So about transport, we can talk about hitchhiking. So hitchhiking, also known as thumbing or hitching, is a means of transportation that is gained by asking individuals, usually strangers, for a ride in their car or other vehicles. The ride is usually, but not always, free. Nomads have also used hitchhiking as a primary mode of travel for the better part of the last century and continue to do so today. Yes. Have you ever tried it? No, but I would like also it's on yes. my list on when I will travel, I will do this, this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you're already traveling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can you can try it in Hungary, I guess. And of course, be sure to follow simple rules. Don't hitchhike at night, for example, because besides uh, visibility issues, even with a reflector, you don't want to risk falling asleep in the car or falling victim to a driver who is impaired. And also take a picture of the license plate or call or text to somebody or take a picture of the car because uh, that way you have put the driver on notice that someone knows where you are. And this is really important aspect of safety. So don't put your bag in the trunk just in case you need to get out quickly because, you know, different situations can happen just in case. But Of course, you also have to follow some rules and be polite and friendly. If you share a language with a driver, it often makes sense to try to engage them in casual conversation. Drivers actually often pick up people to make their rides more interesting. They are doing you a favor picking you up and you can turn the favor in part by keeping them engaged. You can ask simple classic conversational questions to get things rolling. It's really simple, but yeah, it's important because you should give back <laughs> something to people. Not just, you know, uh, stop car and then fell asleep <laughs> in this car yeah, for some I, I think hours. It's quite the same way as for couch surfing True. not just asking for a car to get to mm -hmm. another place it's also to have conversation to get to know the people yeah that's true and also a way to learn something and to to get new information when i was hitchhiking i also you know got some advices from drivers for example because usually they are locals and they really mm, good know area And they can advise you some places for visiting or some or even you can have, for example, lunch together because they can stop in some place on the road and show you some like restaurants. <laughs> Why not? And uh, yeah, I also I don't have huge experience in hitchhiking, but uh, I did it maybe five times, not for really long distance, but anyway, and I wasn't alone, I was with friends, but I really liked it. It's really nice. And for me, it was a big challenge because, again, it's really difficult for me to ask somebody about help. 
And yeah, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, but it's really nice to to learn <laughs> how to act in this way. So I also recommend, but again, be careful and pay attention on you know some obvious things. <laughs> so. Actually, we have a lot of things to tell you, dear listeners, and uh, we can continue just for a long time. But time is running out, unfortunately, so we will continue next time. Listen to us and don't miss new episode of Experience the World. And you don't need to be rich to travel. There are plenty of ways to travel on a budget and actually for free. You just need to be willing to get creative. Traveling the world with no money sounds like an impossible dream, but it's possible and you can do it. Okay, I think you said almost everything. I completely agree with that. <laughs> and... Uh, I will be very happy to continue this topic with you in the next episodes. Yeah. See you next time. See you. Bye-bye.